Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a this summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. It has been one week since we lived by the Book of Hope. And you know what that means. Hopefully, it's time for another By the Book mini-episode. That's right. It's time for another By the Book epilogue. This week, we're looking at the aftermath of Living by the Book of Hope, a survival guide for trying times by Douglas Carlton Abrams and Jane Goodall. Yes, we are. And let's start with some feedback from listeners who've read this book and liked this book, because it's always fun to start there. Yes. Michael said, this book is a great source of tangible hope. Jane has lived a remarkable life, and her authentic expressions, experiences, and stories cannot help but leave us more hopeful than before. I highly recommend this book for even the most jaded among us. 
Oh, Michael, are you saying you're jaded? I love it when jaded people write in and say a book made them feel better. Me too. That's like the dream, right? That's the dream of like, I was jaded or I was in a slump or I, personally speaking for myself, am cranky at the world. And then I read this book (laughs) and it gave me hope. It, it, It turned my frown upside down. Like that's like the goal. Yeah. If you already started with a smile, like, do we trust you as much? I don't know. Michael, mm-hmm. I trust you a I lot. want someone cranky who has been reformed. <laughs> <laughs> Kate also loved the book. She says, I love this book. In particular, the words of wisdom about her, quote, next journey were priceless. As someone who feels fear not just about this life, but what comes after, her insights were incredibly comforting. Totally. Now, I can't remember. Did we talk about this in the main episode, Jolenta, the next journey? This is what Jane Goodall is excited about after she dies because a lot of people are afraid of death. Her co-author asks her point blank, like, are you feeling hopeful even Mm -hmm. though you know you're going to die? No offense here, but you're probably going to die in the next couple decades because you're kind of getting up there in years. And she said, I'm excited. I just want to see what's next. I'm curious. Who knows what's going to be on the other side? Who knows? Right. That's just my next journey. And I love it. I Yeah. I, I also really enjoyed that viewpoint, Kate. So you're not alone there. Right. Instead of fearing the unknown, being like, I finally get to find out. Yes. Like, how cool is that? Like, <laughs> what a great view as opposed to like, no. <laughs> not going to think about, about it. it. I'm only hopeful yep. about this life and not going to think about that. And that's how I keep my hope alive, by being blissfully ignorant. <laughs> it's a fine line. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to know where to land. But let's be honest, not all of you loved this book. Some of you had some mixed feelings about it. Yes. Stuart says, I listened to it earlier this year, and it was not my favorite read. Definitely not a page turner. She does retain her hope, though, even with all she's seen, which is something to take away. Mm, yeah, I mean, the idea of it being a page turner, I I wonder if, Jolenta, for you and I, if it was more of a page turner because we went right. in already just being Jane Goodall super fans. And maybe if you don't go in being a super fan, maybe it's not a page turner. Maybe you have to love I her also, first. Think maybe it was a page turner for us or me at least, because compared to so many self help books we read, it's just so refreshing to read like a dialogue or just to read something that breaks format a bit. Oh, <gasps> but Jolenta, I have to interject here and say not everybody agrees with that. Uh oh. Terry wrote in to say, I don't personally care for the <laughs> interview style of this co author and would have rather just read Jane's own narrative. But the book did have some good insights and messages of hope. I agree with Terry, too. Like, it is surprising where you think you're going in to read maybe like sort of a ghost-written book by Jane Goodall, where you're like, oh, two authors, whatevs. But then it's like, no, this is a full conversation and has stuff about, like, the co-author's life that I don't know if that many of us care about. But, like... (laughs) He did. So we read. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't really care that much. Yeah. Yeah. But not all of you lost hope. (laughs) Some of you found hope in the same ways that Jane Goodall does, even if you haven't read the book yet. Yeah. Jen finds hope by having faith in other people. That's one of the things Jane Goodall recommends we do. She says, it gives me hope to believe that all people ultimately have good intentions, even if it leads them astray at times. I'm no Pollyanna. I definitely get angry at injustice. But on an interpersonal level, 
If I'm dealing with someone I disagree strongly with on an important issue, I'm able to look at the situation objectively and understand that their life experience has brought them to where they are now in their mindset and that the fact that they're willing to discuss it, even though they know we disagree, means they're open to other views. That might not be true in all cases, of course. Of course, there are people who just love to be right, but leading with this mindset still gives me hope. I like that. Yeah, being like, if someone's engaging, like, let's not consider it a loss. Let's not get super full of rage necessarily right away <laughs> in due time. But <laughs> I like that. At least they're still listening. Yes, at least they're still engaging. Yes. Yeah. And Jennifer wrote in talking about how she finds hope in nature. Just like Jane. Yeah, exactly. Jennifer says, the past few years have been full of trauma for me. I was violently assaulted and robbed in a parking lot. A year later, I lost my son to an overdose. On my most difficult days, I find solace in green spaces, whether it's sitting on my back deck or driving around on back roads that are surrounded by pastures and farms. The green space gives me so much comfort. Additionally, we like to take cruises, but not so much for the onboard activities. I just like to sit and stare at the ocean. Have you ever noticed that the ocean expresses most of our emotions? There are angry days, calm days, rough days, exciting days, scary days, and really fun ones. I love to assess the mood of the ocean and compare it to my own. Wow, Jennifer. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. First of all, Jennifer, you are incredibly strong, and I'm so sorry for all of the things that have happened to you recently. And I'm so amazed that you're able to find beauty and joy and such lovely, simple things that are all around us, like water and trees and pastures and like just getting out of the city and getting a breath of fresh. Like, wow. Yeah. Jennifer, I think Jane Goodall would be totally on board giving you a high five for your perspective on all of this. And I'm giving you a high five too. Beautiful. Now, Jamie, like Jane, finds hope by working with her community. She says, I live in an area with a lot of community involvement and participating in community events helps me feel connected and hopeful. This week, I volunteered at a fundraiser for an elementary school, and it was great to see the school community coming together. I love it. Community involvement. Something I personally forget about that also makes you feel good. Just to remember you're a part of something bigger than yourself. There are people all around you living and experiencing the same things you do, and you're not alone. Yeah. And that connection, Jamie, you're talking about, I think a lot of us, especially during COVID, have felt so disconnected. So being able to go out there and be a part of whatever this event was, I think that must have felt just as good for you as it did for everybody who got to benefit from the fundraiser that you were a part of. Oh, totally. And a lot of you, like Jane Goodall, find hope in walking your dogs. So many of you. What a fun activity. Like hundreds of you. Yeah. (laughs) Nicole wrote in to say, my dog walks give me so much hope. When I need to go out and walk them, first thing in the morning, I see beauty outside that I otherwise wouldn't. And a sense of hope that today will be a good day. The daily walks give me hope that I might be responsible enough to be a parent someday. The walks lead to interactions with neighbors, which gives me hope that they are more than the political signs in their yards. And the forced time outside for me during our Wisconsin winters also gives me hope that winter isn't that bad. 
you know what? Winters mm. are pretty bad in Wisconsin. I'm just going <laughs> to say, like, wow. as one of your former neighbors in Minnesota, they're bad. But if you can find some beauty in that deadly, frigid cold, and yes, it is deadly. People die of the cold all the time in Wisconsin and Minnesota. But yeah, if, if you can find beauty in that, hats off to that. And I also love what you say about being able to talk with your neighbors, even mm. if the signs in their yard kind of rub you the wrong way. Yep. Outside, bridge in the political divide. Yes. Abigail, another lover of her dog walks, says, I have been working with guide dogs for over 10 years now. I'm currently matched with my second dog, and the confidence and independence that she gives me as a blind woman is invaluable. Not to mention, having to give her walks and care for her allows me to get outside and oftentimes do things beyond my comfort zone. Her drive Mm -hmm. to keep me safe and do what she's trying to do offers an immense amount of hope. Abigail, that is so cool. It's beautiful. That's beautiful, yeah. And I always forget the part about having to take care of something else sort of forces you out of your comfort zone, like Abigail said, and gives you hope for yourself because you're like, wow, there are things I can do that I didn't know I could do. And just gives you hope for, like, the world because you're interacting with it more, I find. Yeah. And uh, Catherine also had some things to say about walking dogs. Catherine says, I am much better at dealing with stress since adopting my dogs. Adding five-plus miles of walking to my day has made me more capable of sticking to routine and managing time. I've become more optimistic, mature, and just much happier overall. I do feel a sense of hope when I reflect on all of that, especially when I do a sliding doors comparison of my actual last four years versus my imagined alt-reality of those four years without dogs. Sliding doors for you youngins (laughs) is a movie with Gwyneth Paltrow where it follows like two options of like which path could have led to what and you follow like both paths. So, you know, sliding doors. That's a fun exercise to think of, isn't it? To think like, Mm, here's mm -hmm. something in my life that makes me happy. Now imagine if that thing wasn't in my life. I mean, maybe life would still be happy, but you wouldn't have these dogs you love so much. Especially the things that make you happy, but also take a lot of work where sometimes you're like, is this worth it? (laughs) It's it's good to do that comparison then and be like, "Ah, fuck, I guess it is, even though it's a bunch of work. Yes. And that can be a wide range of things, but yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. Go walk your dogs or cats or ferrets or goldfish if you have them. Or birds. If you're like one of our listeners who showed off a picture of her bird on a walk. Yep. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But when we're back, we will hear feedback that you had about how we live by the books. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. 
The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All righty, we are back with listener comments about the Book of Hope. And now, Jolenta, we have some more specific feedback for the two of us, starting with this letter for both of us from Victoria. Mm -hmm. Victoria says, this book seemed extremely up your alley, and I loved listening to an episode where it didn't sound like you hated every moment of living (laughs) by a book. Victoria, are you trying to to suggest that we hate every book we live by? What? Victoria, it's hard. It's hard. As the show has gone on, Kristen and I at least think we've gotten a better feel for like the kinds of books that work and the kinds that don't, the kinds that just automatically rub us the wrong way. And you're right. It's nice to have one that doesn't make us like raise our little hackles immediately. I can I can totally see where you're coming from. <laughs> oh my God. Is this just a comment because the last book we lived by, we both hated? Well, and I feel like it was so clear we were going to hate it from the get-go, but who knows? (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's not the case. Maybe. (laughs) Let's talk about you, Kristen, because we had some specific feedback for you. Catherine wrote in to say, I loved hearing about Kristen's experience with the Too Good To Go app in the newest episode. The app has really taken off in my neighborhood to the point where with some of the popular stores, you need to know what time they release things on it and be online right away to get anything before it sells out. There is even a bubble tea place on it that I've been ordering a lot from recently. Hold on, a bubble tea place? <laughs> I'm moving to Catherine's neighborhood. Uh, go on, Kristen. And Jules seconded that, saying, I had never heard of Too Good To Go, but downloaded the app right away when Kristen talked about it on the show. I was happy to discover that my favorite donut place uses it. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. It is Have such a great app. Have you still been using it? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I especially love using it at grocery stores because... Grocery stores, they have a lot of produce that just, you know. Stuff that's about to go. Has a short shelf life or, you know, loaves of multi-grain or French breads at the end of the day that I can slice up and throw in my freezer or turn into croutons and use them on my salads or whatnot. And it's just amazing. Like I said on the episode, I think everything I've been getting on it is $5.99 for a giant bag of groceries. So, my gosh, can't beat that price. And. If I don't like what they give me, I just drop it off at the community fridge that I go to every week anyway to bring groceries to. And, you know, it's just a little extra something to give to the neighborhood. So it always works out in the end. Such a good system. I love that we can use technology not just for, like, buying more, 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 but for, like, buying smartly. Yes. I love it. Eliminate that food waste. Save some money. Get people excited. Get them to line up for that bubble tea. Yeah. Yes. Sarah wrote in to say, Kristen, with all of your tree love, you must make Dean take you to, and I am sorry in advance, I'm going to butcher this Maori, to the Tane Mahota in the Northland sometime when you're in New Zealand, far away from your family, but absolutely worth the trip. Oh my gosh, Sarah, I am so glad you are suggesting this now because guess what we are doing this year? Oh my gosh. As you know, Jolenta, from mid-December to mid-January, we're going to be in New Zealand. But what I didn't tell you, Jolenta, is the second half of our trip is a road trip on the North Island. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Literally perfect timing for this letter to come in. I am I am so, so jealous. Cuz like everyone knows New Zealand has like some of the most beautiful natural terrain on earth, right? Like Oh, it's stunning. There's rainforests, there's mountains, there's glaciers. They have it all. And of course, animals that are nowhere else in the world, which is so cool. Yes. Oh, I'm so jealous and I'm so excited you get to literally add this to your list. I am so excited too. Sarah, thank you for the tip. If anyone else has tips for the North Island, other than Auckland, I've never really spent time on the North Island before. So I'll take all the tips y'all have and add them to the list. So exciting. Write them in. Yes. Uh, A few more letters for you, Kristen. Jen wrote in to say, I'm inspired by the celebrity memoirs plus walking combo you did and think I might want to give it a try myself. Are you still at it? If so, what are some of the books you've liked the best? Oh, that is tough because I am now up into the dozens now. I'm at almost 30 books I think I've done so far. And I've really liked a lot of them. So one one that I really enjoyed actually was Down the Rabbit Hole by Holly Madison, where she talks oh, about her I've life. I've been meaning to read that. Oh my God, you're going to love it, Jolenta. I love Holly. I love her story. I love the way she is like approaching it now. And I should read that. Yeah, absolutely. That one is kind of salacious, really fun. I really thought that Rita Moreno's memoir was fascinating Mm. because if you like old Hollywood and kind of want to learn about that whole system, if you want to hear the nitty gritty raw details of her long love affair with Marlon Brando, who was really emotionally abusive and collected brown women like they were toys. Right. Oh, my God. That's fascinating. There's like definitely some old Hollywood dirt there. And then for really, really new Hollywood dirt, I also liked Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mom Died. That was Oh, excellent. I've been hearing incredible things about that. Yeah. yeah. So those are three right off the top of my head, but there are so many that I've loved. But yeah, I'm going to yeah, keep it going. Yeah, she's clearly still doing it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to keep doing it too um, until I get tired of it. I'm going to keep it going. Yeah. I have one more letter I need to read to you, Kristen, because I agree with the literator sentiment. This is from Allison, who says, Kristen, your thoughts on fame are pure blasphemy. I adore fame. (laughs) Allison, I love that that's all caps, by the way. Blasphemy Blasphemy, is all all caps. (laughs) I was like, I thought, I did not know until Kristen said this, that fame was like a a beloved bad movie. I thought it was just a beloved good movie. Oh, no, it's terrible. No, it's good. But also... I mean, I'm not a bunch younger than you, but I saw this movie as a kid where my mom's like, oh, you love like cheesy musicals? Here you go. Like, but in my mind, I was like, she's showing me like an art film and this is it. But also like it is an art film and it is it. Yeah. I, I just it's so good. I, I they start a lot of storylines they never come back to, things happening with teachers, True. things happening with Leroy and reading. And, no, and, and the just beginning like, is way better <laughs> than how they finish any of the stories they start. Sure. It's like here's another potential plot line that we're never gonna go back to again. And then at the end of the movie, it's just going to be that all these people are terrible, which I'm fine with the everyone's terrible. Like, I'm totally fine right. with like, yeah. Showbiz is terrible. Everyone's terrible. Yeah, it's full of a bunch of sexist men and predators. Like, that's fine. Point that out. Point out how women are objectified. Point out how people burn out. But I just had such issues with like, 
what happened to that storyline? What happened to that character? What's going sure, on here? Sure, sure. If you're looking at it from a story point of view, whatever. <laughs> if you're looking at it from a, like, best group dances and film point of view, like, eh, I'm going to see it differently. Yeah. And and I will say this, Jolenta. You mentioned in our main episode that Irene Kara is great in this. You're right. Because she, she's not just a singer she, on the soundtrack. She, she actually is an actor like, in the movie. She has, some of the dramatic. She carries, like, the brunt not the brunt, but she carries a lot of the dramatic work yes. on her back, too. Yeah. Along and with being one of, like— she's a better actor than most of the people in that the, movie. Right? Most of the acting's not very good. <laughs> I mean, because they had to be dancers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's move on. Yes. We could yes. talk about fame all day. <laughs> yes. We have to get to this letter for you, Jolenta, because it echoes right, what right. maybe 50 people all wrote in this week. Because every letter for you, Jolenta, was about Frank. Needy it's says, true. hi, Jolenta. I am sorry to hear about Frank's trauma. What a shocking incident. I hope he is back to feeling super awesome. Would love to see pictures of him as usual. Please give us an update. All right. Frank's update is he is doing great. He does have a pretty gnarly scar across like his back. Like it goes across like his shoulder, sort of down one arm a bit. Like he looks like a bruiser. And we are not sure if the hair in the area will grow back. Mm. It is looking quite bald. So what's happened is Frank wore some like little t-shirts, like some dog t-shirts and some baby onesie cutoffs make also great dog t-shirts that are pretty cheap if you have a smaller dog. And he was wearing those sort of as a bandage to sort of make it sure he didn't scratch his owie and stuff. But now he's still wearing the shirts because he looks... Like he's got a big scar over his back. So it's a lot easier to walk him down the street and not have people be like, oh, what happened? Mm. And just have people be like, oh, cute shirt, you know? Yeah. So he's sort of like a T-shirt boy now. And um, (laughs) I will definitely post some pictures. He's like his energy, everything back to normal. He claims he's still quite itchy in the area, but it's been many, many weeks. And I think it might just be his new like tactic to get us to scratch him where he sort of fake itches the area and then we take over. So not sure if the itching is real or not. I like that tactic and I'm going to start trying that from now on. He'll like sort of fake half-ass scratch in the area and look you dead in the eye and go like, (laughs) "Uh, uh, uh." and you're like, okay, let me take over. I'm going to So I think it's just his new like trick that he's trained me to perform. He is good. Um, but I will post some pictures on our Instagram at by the book pod of Frank now that he is a t-shirt boy. Ugh, do it. Please do will it. We all do. need to see him in his cute shirts. What is his cutest shirt? Oof, it's tough. He has one. It's like black and in white writing. It just says like, hey, hi, hello, like all over it. <laughs> so cute. That one's a favorite. Also, he just has like a really good black and white stripe one that he looks very chic in. Oh, So uh, I'll French. try to post pictures of both of those. Yeah, he looks very like French poodle. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take another quick break. Go look at Instagram if you want. Maybe you can see Frank in a shirt. Uh, but when we come back... We are going to hear from all of you out there about some of the ways you're trying to make the world a better place for the next generation and finding hope in the process. Oh, and of course, we're going to announce next week's book. So stick around. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my word. 
I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. are back and now let's hear from all of you out there about some of the ways you are trying to make the world better for the next generation we are so inspired by all these stories yes. um we are finding hope just reading about them and we imagine you're feeling the hope by doing these things misty says i made a giant festive balloon garland for my girl scout troops bridging ceremony this weekend i'm pretty proud of it then i gifted it to my local buy nothing page instead of popping it and letting it all go to waste yay love it misty yay for finding a beautiful way to celebrate those girls in your troop and then way to pass on the joy to your buy nothing group jolenta you and i are both huge buy nothing fans love buy nothing oh we love it yeah and i could imagine that making someone's day being like shit what am I gonna do for my kid's birthday and then all of a sudden there's this balloon garland or like shit what am I gonna do for that bridal shower balloon garland all yes. of a sudden pops up ah, pops up yeah. on the buy nothing page oh. <laughs> and bridging ceremony for people who are non-girl scouts is uh, like sort of graduating to like the next level like brownie to junior yeah. or you know daisy to brownie <laughs> I was a girl scout for like one minute <laughs> Uh, but I know. Caitlin says, I am developing myself as a language coach, mostly for ESL students. For people who aren't in the U.S., that means English as a second language, but also for some wanting to learn Spanish. I'm also trying to raise awareness about ADHD since I was diagnosed last year. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I think working with language and making communication easier is always like such a great way to give to a community and find hope because like watching people make connections with language and like being able to express themselves in more than one language like is so fun. Oh yeah and I mean I just think about the idea of every time you meet somebody with an accent from a different language that means you're meeting somebody who's bilingual or trilingual and how impressive is that and how brave is that? That means they probably went from one place to another and started a new life and I'm like blown away by it. People who can speak more than one language. I can speak a little bit of Spanish badly and that's about it. So very impressive, Caitlin. Thank you for making people's lives better. Wow. Jennifer says, my friends and I started a nonprofit in our county to help pregnant and parenting teens. Yay, Jennifer. Jennifer, huge gift to the community. Oh my God. Being a teen is hard enough already, but then being pregnant and then parenting. Parenting when like you, yeah. And then being a parent is hard enough even when you're not a teen. I was going to say parenting is hard enough for our parents who like may or may not have meant to do it, let alone when you're still like learning about the world around you. Like, yeah, you need some help. Um, And I'm so glad people are providing resources that you don't have to pay for. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Wow. Incredible. Mm -hmm. 
And Nellie says, I created my own side hustle business so I could provide sexual health education for individuals with disabilities. Love it. That's so important because we barely get sexual health education in general in the United States, let alone to specialized classes or unique communities. So, like, we need to make that information more accessible. Yeah. And frankly, I feel like something that our world does is we almost turn people with disabilities into eunuchs, into non-sexual beings. Right, Um, right. In some ways, we infantilize people with disabilities, kind of forgetting the fact that most of us probably at some point or another will be disabled ourselves. Like, no. And still horny. Yes. Like, like, and still considered, like, and still want to be considered a part of, like, the sexually active society that we are a part of. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nellie, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, seriously. Thank you to everyone who wrote in this week. Reminder, you can always share your thoughts with us on our private Facebook community. It is such a lovely community. One of my favorite places to visit on the internet. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash Pod. And now, Jolenta, it's time. It's that it time when we announce next week's book. Our next book is Toxic Positivity, Keeping It Real in a World Obsessed with Being Happy by Whitney Goodman. What if I'm full of toxic negativity? Will the book still apply? Why does this book title make me feel attacked? What if I want to keep it fake instead of keeping it real? (laughs) Listen next week to find out. And that's it for this mini episode of Buy the Book. Huge, huge thank you to our amazing production team over at Stitcher, Chantal Holder, and Marcus Ham. Thanks also to Nate Wida, the composer of our theme song, and the Rizzos, the performers of our theme song. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you have read the Book of Hope. Let us know if you're full of hope. Let us know if you are pals with Jane Goodall, because that's a pretty hopeful thing to have in your Whoa, life. That yeah. kind of friendship, right? Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is kristinandjolenta at gmail.com. And also be sure to check out our Instagram where you can see pictures of Frank in his cute t-shirts. That's at by the book pod. Oh, and while we've got you, could you rate us and review us in your pod player, wherever you're listening right now? It helps other people find the show. It's super easy. You just look down, find a place where there are some stars, click five stars, maybe write a little ditty <laughs> about why you like the show. And uh, also, if you haven't already, just tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is the podcast's best friend. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolanta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Stitcher. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley. 
for the love of home.